0: Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in to the Plug and Play podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, minions. This is a weird podcast. I'm just going to say that up front.
2: Well, it's your fault. You wanted to mix it up. You wanted to change things. You wanted to break things that weren't necessarily broken, so I blame Zach. They might
0: be broken. You never know.
2: Well, let's talk about first what we're drinking.
0: All right, so today, guys, we are drinking uh, the Shadow Shinobi from the Lewitt Brewing in downtown Vancouver, Washington.
2: The little brewery that could. It's growing all the time. They just remodeled. Yeah, it's awesome in there. It's huge it's... now. They still have their kid games in the back though. Yes, they, they do. I was afraid they were gonna get rid of that. But they didn't.
0: They didn't. nope. and they actually added. a, it's actually in the front now. Remember, not in the back. Our oh, okay. kids are now at the front.
2: And they, one of the awesome things is they always they name like half of their beers after like Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja characters. Yeah. Like the Master Splinter. Yep. Um, there's or there's a,
0: like random video games, like props.
2: Yeah. Um, the, this used to be called the Shadow Ninja, now it's the Shadow Shinobi. And Shinobi is actually a Sega arcade game that they have.
0: Yep, the they actually got it for the release of this, uh, or the rebranding, I should say, of this beer.
2: So this is a beer we've talked about multiple times in the podcast, but yeah. it's kind of one we keep going back to.
0: It's kind of like the Plug and Play podcast, official If we had of an beer.
2: official beer, I'm pretty sure it would be Shadow Snow. I'm
0: pretty positive it would be. Yeah. I mean... Like,
2: if we had a listener party, we had to get a lot of, like, one like one keg of beer.
0: Yeah, it would have to be this one. I think it
2: would have to be this yeah.
0: one. So... So cheers. Yep, cheers. Alright,
2: eh. right. official cheers. It's been a week. We've been up to things.
0: We've been up to things and up to girls. I mean, what? Oh, lucky you. Mm, yes.
2: Um, so today is actually um, a day worthy of note. Like it is an event that happens only every 150 years. So by the well, time you I, hear, by the ha- time you I'm hear not this, not admitting listener,
0: anything. So
2: by the time you hear this, dear listener, you, it's already happened. But tonight is a super blood blue moon with an eclipse.
0: But wasn't that this morning?
2: No. No. So okay. So let me break this down. First of all, super moon. Is when the moon is closer to the earth, so it looks bigger. It's like Superman. Well, it's big, because it's closer. Yeah. So that's number one.
0: Okay, number one, big moon.
2: Blue moon means... You it's expect- a beer. No. Gotcha. That's a shitty beer. Once in a blue moon, you hear that expression? Yeah. Okay, what that re- refers to is a blue moon... Whenever
0: something happens once while you're drinking a blue moon.
2: Something happens rarely, is what a blue once in a blue moon means. Okay, like so-
0: drinking a blue moon.
2: That would be never for me. So,
0: <laughs> blue moon Next like week's blue podcast. Moon, blue
2: moon tastes like mold.
0: Yeah, I know. Next week's podcast. Don't worry about it. It's, I got this.
2: As long as you drink it, too. Yeah, okay. Okay, so a blue moon is when there's two full moons in one month. Wait. That's what that means. What? There was a blue moon in the first part of January. Oh, was there? Yes. Okay. So this is the
0: second okay, so second, second, iteration. Full,
2: second full moon in one month. Okay. So we got a super moon. It's
0: huge. We got, huge. A, we got it a blue bigger, moon. It's
2: bigger. closer. So... Also, it's a blood moon, and what that means is it's close to the horizon, which, because of refraction and pollution, will give the moon a reddish hue, or a blood moon.
0: But did this happen, like, thousands of years ago?
2: No. Blood moons happen all the time. Blue moons happen all the time. Super moons happen all the time. All three at the same day? Well, what
0: I'm getting at is the blood moon. You said pollution. I'm pretty sure that, like, the Mayan didn't pollute.
2: Volcanoes did.
0: There's there's always Uh there's
2: always particles in the air.
0: Okay, gotcha.
2: Um, The last part is it's a lunar eclipse at 6:30 tonight. It already happened. Uh Just where the Earth gets in the way of the in between the Earth gets comes between the Sun and the Moon. Therefore, the Moon has no reflection. Gotcha. So if you're looking at the Moon in the sky, you'll see the
3: like a glow, glow,
0: glowing. Yeah, so it's like
2: this one in 150 year like confluence of all these crazy moon things. Huh. So. Go moon your neighbor, tell them it's because it's the super blood moon, blue moon, I can't even say it. Super blue blood moon. Very good, good job. Thank you, Thank you. Thank So you. that's what's going on in the world. Um, what's going on in your world? Um, am
0: out well, of order, i want to make you go first. Damn, oh shit. Um, so, uh, I've been watching a TV show series called Shameless. This is the second time I've heard about this today, so I'm,
2: I'm interested. I haven't heard of that before. Then I'll, I've heard from
0: me? It. Twice? No, from, uh, from oh. someone else. Oh, I was like, I haven't mentioned this today no, to from someone else. Okay, so we started on this show... Where are you watching? Netflix. Okay. So, it has like seven seasons. I heard season eight just wrapped on regular TV. Okay. Um, so we started this like a few weeks ago, and basically I've just been powering through two episodes a night, mm-hmm. um, and we're like on season six now season five um and it's really cool so right off the bat this show is like a hard r so if you don't want to watch it with your children because there is sex there's boobs there's ass there's cock everywhere <laughs> and
2: so there's our clip of the week right Yeah,
0: there. so you just don't want to watch this with children um And it deals with a lot of, like, heavy topics, but, like, in a comedy aspect. Um, so if you haven't seen this, there's a dad named Frank. He's your raging alcoholic father who, like, literally has just disowned his family, left his oldest daughter to raise all of his other children. Um, and it's, like, this weird, like, ramshackle of a family. It's, like, this daughter is, like, um, she's just fucked because her dad's been drunk and left her places for days on end and... God knows what's happened to her throughout this thing, but now she's got these sibling needs to take care of. Her next, her next oldest brother, because she's the oldest one, the one oldest right after her. His name is Lip or Philip. Everybody calls him Lip, and he's this fucking mad scientist, like genius mechanic, not uh, robotic engineer that like. It's one of those guys that, like, you hear about, but you're like, nobody's ever fucking, like, really like this. But, like, there's, like, legitimately people out there will, will, like, break into MIT and, like, steal stuff from the computer labs and, like, just understand how it works just by looking at it. Um, and then she's got... The next one down is, um... His name's Ian, and he's kind of, like, the military tough guy for the first, like, two seasons. And then all of a sudden he becomes the tough military guy who is also gay so they throw in that kind of spin into it um so that you know you get that kind of aspect into the show and then you have uh the sister named debbie who's just kind of brainless and can't really she's just kind of stupid but as the seasons go through you start that her personality starts to finally come out as she gets older and um and then they have the little black baby, which is... Uh, I can't remember what that they call him. I think they call him, like, the black brother or something like that. And they always think that their mom had a, an affair. And it turns out that, like, no, there's this weird, like, thing that happens every once in a while where, like, if you have African-American heritage far enough back in your DNA that, like, you can have a fully black baby from two white people. So, like, there's this whole thing that, like... Where did this kid come from? Did they kidnap him? Did they steal him? Did... Like, where did he... Who is he? But, like, no, it turns out, like, he's actually their, like, full-blood relative. And, like, so then it kind of, like, approaches that aspect. It, it's really cool. This, like, m- sh- ramshackle family. It sounds like family. This Is
2: Us, but fucked up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's This Is Us, extremely fucked up, and been on a lot longer. Right. So, um, I really like it. And, uh, it's really funny, um see some of the things. Some of the things are just kind of like, oh, okay, that's fucking stupid, but it's pretty funny. Um, and, you know, the, the sex ain't bad, so. <laughs> um, it's pretty good. Um, and, you know, you really grow to love some characters and hate some, and sometimes they flop. So... Um, also, we're gonna be doing, uh, more free shit, so, uh, along with free shit, I've also, like, kind of put feelers out, the random people I knew that listened to our podcast, and they gave us, like, pointers on, like, w- the things that they liked about Plug and Play Podcast, and some of the things that, like, would be, like, they didn't not like, but that's not the reason why they listen. So, like, we got a lot of feedback from a few people that, like, they really love the Kickstarter segment, they really love the technology segment, um... And, you know, they like to hear what type of video games are playing and stuff like that. And they like to know what games are coming out. But, like, they mainly enjoy listening to those. And we got some people that said they really like the video games, but really like the technology. Um, And a couple people that just straight up said they just love hearing about Pacific Northwest beers. Um, So we're kind of switching up the format of the show for a little bit to see if we can get a bigger audience. um, Or, you know, get more feedback from people or, you know, get our feelers out there a little bit more now that we actually have a analytic that can kind of give us, like, actual numbers of downloads and listens and listen time and stuff like that. Um, so, if you guys are listening to this, we're doing a lot of video game giveaways um, recently. So, we have a bunch of Steam codes, PS4 codes, and I even actually saw we had some Xbox codes. I didn't realize that. I was going through the codes list, and I was like, we have Xbox. What the hell? But, uh, so we do... Um, So if you guys follow us over at Twitter and Instagram's at Plug and Play Cast and Facebook.com forward slash Plug and Play Show um, and YouTube.com forward slash Plug and Play Gamer we'll be giving out codes um, as we get more iTunes reviews and stuff like that. So if you guys head over to iTunes.com and review us or rate us um, for every two ratings or reviews, we're dropping a code, uh, just a random code, on our social media and it all goes live at the same time. Uh, so everybody has a chance to grab it. So, I've been doing a lot of, uh, trying to figure out, you know, how to expand Plug and Play Podcast, how to make it better. I mean, we've been doing it for 176 episodes. I don't know if I said that this... I don't think you did. So, this is 176, I must say? I think so. And, uh, so trying to just get a little bit more of a grasp and get a little bit bigger audience. And you want us to do more Kickstarters? Wants we'll to do more Kickstarters. A lot of people said they really love the Kickstarters. <laughs> right. I mean a lot of fucking people said right. Kickstarter. I don't think I did I don't think I heard from one person that didn't say they loved our Kickstarter segment. I guess we're so, gonna have to kick it even harder. We're gonna have to kick it even harder. We're gonna have to kick them in the ass. And uh, even a few people said, you know, if we could find Kickstarters that are, like, 30 days out and possibly, like, get an interview with them or something like that, which, like, I'm We've not... We've done that in the past. We have. We're not opposed to that. We're not opposed to it whatsoever, so I'm... I got my feelers out there. I've been perusing we, Kickstarter we, more than recently. We get
2: emails recently. sometimes from developers who want us to feature their Kickstarters. Most of the time, to be honest, they're just not Kickstarters.
0: <laughs> that I wouldn't want to talk about, yeah. But, I mean... I mean, maybe we could. Yeah, I don't know, Uh, a lot of people seem to really like that segment, I guess a lot of people say that they've never heard Kickstarters talked about on podcasts before, so... There's new um, ones every day, though, Yeah,
2: like, some are... I mean, there's a lot of repetition, like, if I see one more uh, wireless earbud... (laughs) Holy shit. Um, I will probably die, but, um...
0: Or, yeah, or one more, like, uh, what the hell is this things called the like, purify water, like a drinking tube that purifies water. Does it it's like, oh, fucking! it. And man. then when
2: it comes to video games, like, indie oh, my, platformers, like... So many.
0: So many indie so platformers. So many.
2: Side-scrolling indie platformers, like, enough of that. Yeah. I will try to at least make it interesting... Although, not necessarily good. We're deciding we're going to... We've done some some Kickstarters we thought were hilarious or bad. Yeah. Remember remember the ass sling for going poop?
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought that was a good idea, but you know... The poop sling? Yeah, the poop sling. Yeah, That was
2: was pretty epic. We also
0: had the stick in the wheel again. Remember that from a long time ago? That was an awesome one.
2: Yeah, someone's trying to reinvent like literally the oldest toy in the world. (laughs) We'll be featuring more like bombs like that.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna try to hit Kickstarter with all the names. Don't worry, we'll still
2: do some good ones.
0: So um, yeah, I've been trying to do that, Um, and then also uh, I've uh, been talking back and forth. Which is this is like I haven't even talked to Tim about this yet. There's a thing called. Um, let me see, I'm going to pull it up really quick, I got the email, it is called, Jesus Christ, I'm going to say the name of it in their email, it's called Caffeine, have you ever heard of Caffeine.tv?
2: No, um, I've got the same email though, it sounded interesting.
0: Yeah, so Caffeine.tv um, is, they're claiming to be revolutionizing or... Bringing on a new feel for live broadcasting uh, platform games. So, you're gonna try like streaming some PUBG on the I'm gonna try. Something? Yeah, so apparently, like, the more that you interact to somebody, and I could see this going down. I need to get more details on how their algorithm works. I think you works. Need to try it. Yeah. Um, I could see this. It's not a paid service, is it? No, it's not. So the more you respond, it's live. It's, like, instant. So, like, on PUBG and stuff like that, on Kickstarter, there's usually, like, a 10-second delay or something like that so people can't tell you, like, oh, there's a person just ran by you. Like, oh, that was 10 seconds ago. Um, but uh, with caffeine.tv, it's going to be instant. So if somebody says, oh, there's somebody off to the left, you look to the left, the person's actually going to be there, um, theoretically. Now, if you're actually engaging with your audiences watching you, People can reply to comments apparently is how I'm picturing it in my head again I haven't tried this yet so I could be completely After wrong I need
2: to try it by next week
0: if um, it's out there if it's out there I need to check it out and see if it's actually live going right now but as people reply to comments those ones will rise up above just a single words so that you can actually continue a conversation with that person
2: That's good cause it could be hard to follow when lots of people are talking
0: yeah so anyways uh, that's what I've been up to this week what have you been up to this week Tim?
2: Um, so, Friday night, um, my wife and my daughter had kind of a girls' night, so I came up with a guys' night for me and my son.
0: Yeah, that was pretty epic guys' night.
2: Yep. Would have been... Uh,
0: yeah. Good. Would have been nice if we could get out of here.
2: Yep. So, um, we went to Quarter World, and we got there about seven, um, roughly, and so my son was kind of like, not stressed, but he was like, we got to play as fast as we can, because he knew that he was going to get kicked out as a minor by eight o'clock. Oh, shit. They kick him out at eight? Yeah. and uh, So he was, like, super motivated. So we played a bunch of games. Um, one of the ones I wanted to play, I, I was bummed. They moved it to the adult-only area.
0: The, I didn't realize I had an adult-only area. Yeah,
2: they actually have one game with boobies on it. Oh, uh, what the fuck? It's fact? dumb. It's like a puzzle game. It's it's really bad. Q, um, I got a game for you to come play in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, it's legitimately a bad game. But there's, um, like, some pinball games in there. And then the one I wanted to play with him, which is sort of like a Simpsons game or like a hit and run no no like simpsons the one or Teenage mission Mut- internals or x-men where you're like four oh, people brawling yeah, yeah, yeah. but you're all like baseball bats
0: yeah it's batman yeah
2: but not batman like
0: yeah yeah no but it's like baseball batman yeah
2: it's crazy it's a weird yeah, yeah. it's a weird game i've only they seen have it
0: down at um the other one too important i can never remember the name of it Bear Control. yeah
2: um uh, it's fun i want to play with him anyway they moved that to the adult area why era.
0: would they move I that don't know. one i don't know it's stupid. I would have been like, he's an adult. He's just midgets. Fine.
2: <laughs> he's got a glandular problem. You get a discriminate against him? <laughs> okay, you see my ID here. Fine. Uh, but we did play some other games. He got to play the uh, Star Wars Battle Pod game for the first Is time. Is that
0: the one that I played? On maybe, my birthday? Maybe. When you sit in the cockpit?
2: Yeah, you're inside this yeah, capsule. Yeah. And then it's like this giant wraparound screen. Yeah. Thought that was pretty cool. That's really cool. He blew up the Death Star. That was pretty epic. Nice. Um, we played uh, two games. How many
0: dollars did it cost to get him to beat the Death Star? He just one. He got his nice. first first try fucking sweet yeah
2: he's like a got the force is strong with him
0: No oh, shit
2: the other two things he really liked a lot were there's this giant um not asteroids uh, space invaders oh yeah it looks like it's floor to ceiling it's huge it's like what it's like 12 feet high I didn't see that one over there um it might have been since we I've got pictures I should probably put some of these we should probably put some of these pictures on the outline
0: we probably should
2: um so I've got a picture of him in front of the space invaders which is pretty epic nice and you control a gun instead of a controller so you like you, it like triangular. like you aim it yeah, it was pretty cool. and like, oh, that's really cool. They moved super fast, like way faster than the original Space Invaders. Right on. And then there was a similar machine, but for Pac-Man. Oh,
0: that's cool. Classic From Pac-Man. ground to floor? Mm-hmm. Or Far-
2: from? Well, it was like 12 feet high, whatever it is.
0: Floor to ceiling. Not it was actually,
2: it was weird. It went down. So for him, he actually had to move around to see. Oh, weird. That sucks. It did kind of suck. When he was on the lower part of the maze. Yeah. He had, he had to like, there's like the console Lean part where the joystick is. And it actually blocked his view because he's short. Enough? Yeah, yeah. So that part kind of sucked. But he still he loved that a lot. And we played a bunch of other games, but... I think those three were probably his favorite. Oh! There's one more that was his favorite. He really liked, um... Oh, crap. What's the name of it? It's a superhero. It's like Mortal Kombat. Injustice.
0: Oh, Injustice League? I think it's called
2: Injustice, isn't it? It might be. Um, there's a console version. This is different, though. It's like a card battling system. It's really weird. You scan cards, you get three characters... And they think give you the cards? Well, you can have cards before. You get a card after every round. So by the time... We, I put I put ten bucks in this machine because he oh, liked it a lot. Shit. Well, he really liked it, so we played okay. ten rounds. Okay. So he left with ten cards.
0: Like actual physical cards? Actual, like
2: baseball cards. That's yeah. cool. So there's like a barcode on and you scan them. Then you make your team of three. Do the cards look
0: cool? Yeah. Okay. All okay. right. Okay. They're fine.
2: And they're all like DC characters. Um,
0: yeah. Like
2: Lex Luthor and uh, Green Arrow, that kind of thing. Yeah. So you make your team of three, fight the other person with their team of three. If you don't have cards, you just push the um, random button and they just pick random three random ones for you.
0: But does it dispense cards out for you?
2: Yeah, at the end of the round, you get... You get... Each player gets one card. Okay. Um, so maybe we played five rounds. It was expensive. Because you both were playing against each other? Yes. I think, Okay. So I think we played five rounds. I don't know. We got a bunch of cards. Okay. And He was happy about that.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so the graphics so, are pretty so good.
0: cheese. What's that? It's like Chuck E. Cheese. That's better though. And eh, well, So
2: the controls are super simple. There's like three buttons. There's like block, fast attack, and heart attack. And there's a fourth button, the special attack.
0: Okay. When it comes to
2: special attack, you have to jam on it. Just, like. But would you say you have
0: to button smash?
2: You do have to button smash. It's totally Not it's totally a game made for kids. Cool. Like it's there's no like six button like Street Fighter. Yeah. Rap. It's like literally. Three buttons and sometimes a fourth button. There's no joystick. There's no joystick. <laughs>
0: it's literally just buttons, guys. But... And a QR code scanner.
2: Yeah, but he loved it. And it looked pretty cool. Um, nice. It's, like I said, it was expensive, but... He liked that one a lot. So after that... It's
0: probably expensive because I got to make all those fucking cards go in there. That's cardboard,
2: dude. Whatever. Whatever. He, he had fun with it, so yeah. it was worth it. Um, but we did, like, spend half our money just on like that one machine. That's crazy. It was. Um...
0: And they didn't have the Tesla coil going.
2: No, they only do yeah. that Tuesdays and Sundays, I think. Gotcha. So, whatever. But we did go check out a place we hadn't checked out before, which is uh, Bowser. Oh, yeah. It's right next door. It's actually owned by the same place, but it's in its own little separate, like, building attached so to it. So kids
0: can go to it after eight? Oh, yeah. They don't
2: serve alcohol at this place. Yeah. Um They have, like, some crazy carbonated beverages from, like, Japan or whatever that he likes. I got one of those. To show you, sometime you have to crack open the cap and there's marble in it to keep the carbonation. In. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I've had um, those before. Those are good.
2: Yeah, they got that. But they have these uh, buns, these um, bowel buns. Um, they're like uh, they're cooked in water, so they almost look slimy. Almost, um, but they're very soft and moist that way. Yeah. And then they fill them with different things like uh, pork belly or fried chicken or pork
0: belly, um, so good.
2: Yeah, or um, brisket nice. or um, they have some other options. So you get like one for like. Okay. I got the three for ten, because they're kind of small. They're like yeah, they
0: a, look pretty tiny, but... You want to get, you. You get three. Yeah.
2: Um. So, yeah, I got that. He was full, for whatever reason. Um, and it took half an hour to get our order. Wait, he little, didn't eat? No, we went next door to Ruby something and got some ice cream. He had some of that. Okay. While well, we waited for our actual food to be made.
0: Holy shit.
2: So there's, like, one person... Did they tell you it
0: was going to be a half hour? Yeah.
2: Well, there's okay. like one person...
0: And Maybe there was, like,
2: know. like five people ahead of us, so we're like, yeah. We'll go for a little walk. Yeah. But we had a really good time. Um, it was a good father-son bonding moment. Nice. And then the other thing I did this week, did I talk about
0: my meeting my neighbor on the podcast? I don't think you did. All Tim right. met his neighbor in an awesome way. So, I thought about... Hashtag America.
2: I thought about bringing this up on a past podcast, but I wasn't sure how it would all play out. I think it's safe to say now that things are okay between me and my neighbor, so... (laughs) So, basically... Can you elaborate
0: on how do you know that things are okay?
2: Um, we've texted back and forth,
0: and I Does he know that... Never mind. Go with your story, then I'll ask questions after.
2: So, I'm gonna give it from my perspective, then fill in details later. I'm in bed with my wife at 11 p.m. at night, and I... Bow!
0: (laughs) Meow.
2: Whatever we were watching TV, and ooh kinky, and <laughs> I see that my ring notification is going off from my backyard. I'm like, well, that's weird. That yeah, has, that's
0: really fucking weird. My
2: front ones go off randomly for cars or cats or. Whatever. I don't know
0: how your back one or back one doesn't go off with a wind chime.
2: It does sometimes, okay. but it wasn't windy that night, so I checked, and I see this guy walking through my backyard.
0: <laughs>
2: no, I didn't back up the tape. Yeah. Well, if I had, I would have seen a little dog run through a hole in my fence, and then him. Not falling. a hole.
0: Fucking huge ass section and in an, your fence.
2: An entire section of my fence fell down.
0: Back up to like a year ago on the podcast, and Tim will talk about when his fence fell over. No, this is a different hole. I fixed that. Oh Jesus!
2: This is an old fence, and they didn't build it right. Like gotcha. they they poured the concrete like just below ground level, so that makes it rot. Yeah. So I'm re- I'm replacing this fence like post by post at yep. this point. Anyway, there's a section of fence missing, and like, between posts, an entire but he's section. At
0: a five-foot section.
2: No, it's like eight feet. Is it?
0: it? Like, okay. Whatever,
2: it's, it's pretty wide. And this dog it's is... It's tiny, a lot, it's a little yeah. chihuahua. But I didn't see thing. that part. All I saw when I clicked in was a guy walking through my backyard. <laughs> and I didn't even think. I jumped out of bed, in my... Left l- your phone. Left my phone, grabbed my <laughs> shotgun with my flashlight, <laughs> ran out the front door in my undies, and went around the, the house... I'm like hugging the the side of the house, like maintaining cover, like I'm yeah. some kind of freaking video game.
0: Hey, this <laughs> is what video games has trained you for.
2: So, like, I'm coming from the side of the house. the The ring activates the light, so the light is coming kind of from behind me, shining to the guy, so he can't really see me. The light's in his eyes. Yeah, I had the light on my shotgun, but I dropped it down once I saw him because I. I didn't know what the situation was. I'm not of shoot first, ask questions later kind of person. He's but, like, he's not my neighbor. So I'm like... By this point, i actually had gone back to his own yard, but he was still kind of out there. And I'm like, were you just in my yard? He was like, yeah, I was trying to get my dog. I'm like, oh, and I realized at that point what the situation was Yeah, neighbor. So I'm kind of in the corner by my house in my underwear with a shotgun with a flashlight. <laughs> we have a brief discussion, and I say, okay, well, if I see him, I'll... And I did actually see him later on the other cam on the front of the house, and he was just tearing ass down the street. <laughs> it's like, I'm free! I'm free!
4: Fuck that guy!
2: <laughs> they, they eventually got the dog back. Anyway, this whole awkward encounter with my neighbor, who I hadn't met before previously, in my underwear... Because they're
0: new neighbors, by the way. We should back that up and say that they're... when I bought this house, they were buying that house.
2: Yes, and I hadn't met them before. And I'm not sure how the fence broke. I, Whatever, it's an old fence. I don't care about that part. But they have two small dogs. <laughs> the, the fence needs to be taken care of. So I, I called my guy, and he put in two fence posts. He actually kind of braced up another fence post that was about to go with the leftover, nice. c- the leftover cement that he had. So nice. I love my fence guy. Um, but what he didn't do, because it would have cost me more money, is to put the boards back up. Yeah. He just put the posts and the cross beams.
0: Yeah, back. I saw that. So... If you haven't picked up on this, I have access to Tim's camera, so I was watching him do your post work and stuff, like, I'm gonna catch this guy doing something weird. Yeah, how many
2: times did you watch me in my underwear, by the way?
0: Quite a bit. You bastard. It's pretty fucking awesome, because Tim goes, like, out the door in his underwear, looks off to the right, and all I hear is, and then a big white pair of underwear ass, like, in front of the camera, and then out around the side of the house.
2: So this is like two weeks later now. Um, I put the boards up. What sucked is when I started my wireless. Uh, wireless, yeah, wireless drill was dead. The batteries. Oh, dead. I hate that. So I had to wait an hour to charge it, but I got it done. Yeah. A little brief period when it wasn't raining. So now my back fence is all tacked again, and I now have my neighbors' phone numbers. They might have phone. I can't. I just would love to hear the conversation they had about me. Does he think. know that you were in, our, in your underwear? I'm not sure. That's the thing, because of the way the lights were, I'm not sure what he saw. Do you know if he saw your shotgun as he mentioned I it? don't know, because I kept it to my side, I wasn't pointing it at him, yeah. I never pointed it at him, I want to be very clear. Yeah. Um, he might have just thought I had a flashlight, or
0: he, he might, f- I might, he might be have this. been
2: like, why fucking neighbors got guns? <laughs> we have a, we've had a polite text conversation, I feel better about the situation, but that's literally how he met me.
0: Well, that's funny. That's funny as hell. Yeah. That's my story. So, did he at least help pay
2: for some of the fence? No. Oh, come on. I came out of my underwear with a shotgun. Am I going to ask him now to help me
0: pay for this fence? I mean, yeah, technically it's half his fence, too. <sighs> yeah, I get it. Whatever. That's a carrot You're a good man, too? Yeah, maybe. I mean, we could have really probably buried him out there and it would have been fine.
2: <sighs> like I said, I'm not I'll just shoot first, ask questions later. I want to be sure what I'm doing. But. <sighs> Same token, if I see a guy in my backyard, I'm going to investigate. My wife was horrified. So like, you called the police. I'm like, the police take nine minutes to get here. <laughs> they kill us all in the meantime.
0: <laughs> uh, anything else you want to to Tim? No, I think that's plenty. Okay. So we're going go from Tim uh, pointing guns at people. It's a perfect segue. Okay. So, uh, we're going to head over. Uh, switching it up a little bit, guys. This is a new edition. We're going into... Uh, uh, news Okay. Yeah.
2: I, I just realized a problem. So. two of the news stories are about my Tech Talk.
0: We'll leave that for last then. Okay. We'll do that news at Tech Talk. Time. That works. Alright. Um Tetra approves, by the way. Uh, she does. Tetra is like the new official fucking play podcast. She
2: snuck her way in. Yep.
0: Um, so in Anchorage, Alaska, um, just yesterday, so the January 30th, 2018, a 22-year-old 22, 22 man struck his roommate with a replica sword from the video game series The Legend of Zelda in the kitchen, and then a kitchen knife during a fight in an Anchorage apartment, prosecutor said. Disgust. This is fucking crazy as shit. I just want everybody to know I am in Washington State. So
2: is this the same sword that I just ordered from ThinkGeek for ten bucks? Thanks to the uh, heads up from the, don't feed the gamers.
0: Yeah, no, from uh, Lily, no, it's not. This is it's a, this is, a this is the replica like that we have. Okay. So actually, it's re- it's a identical replica that you have. It's the Twilight Princess replica. So
2: oh wow, so I already have the sword.
0: Yeah, you already have the sword.
2: Yeah, so from experience. Like, it is dull as fuck on the sides, but you could... It's sharp as fuck
0: on the front, they you say. You could
2: poke someone with it.
0: Yeah, they said the officers got to the apartment um, around 12.30 a.m. on Friday near the University of Alaska campus and found a broken television, a bloody napkin, a knife on a table, and a bent sword on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so, this gentleman um, apparently got extremely pissed off about his roommates and started punching stuff. And they started punching his roommates. And when that happened, the other roommate went and got the Twilight Princess sword. And started, uh, pushed a roommate and flipped her into an armrest of a chair. And another roommate pushed, uh, the other person. And then he punched a person. And then that lady's fiancé grabbed the sword. And started hitting them with the blunt side of the sword. <laughs> Just, like trying to chop them. So, uh, this shit's crazy. Yeah, it's, that's pretty nuts. Um... I don't think this is the first time we've heard of Legend of Sor- Zelda sword attacks, though. It's Pretty pro- sure we've heard of this it's before. It's probably the most common replica
2: sword out there, I would probably. imagine. Probably. I would,
0: I would have to think so. Um, yeah.
2: Well, speaking of other video game legends... okay. Uh, the longest standing video game record de- was declared impossible and has been thrown out. Um, so, Twin Galaxies is kind of the video game record keeper and official source um, before Guinness Book of World Records. And it's declared one of the oldest gaming world records invalid after 35 years. Um, Todd Rogers had been stripped of his world record for finishing the simple Atari 2600 game Dragster um, after many months of debate over his completion time. So, basically, they ran this game through all sorts of scenarios, and they determined that the time he posted and Activision validated was just not possible. But Activision, Activision like, validated it without actually seeing any proof of it. Oh, shit. So, and he has many other records that have been verified, but... Because he faked his first one, he's actually been stricken from Twin Galaxies.
0: Oh, my God.
2: Um, and Guinness Book of World Records has also stripped that original record off of their... That
3: sucks. Yeah. Doesn't um,
2: pay to cheat, buddy. No. So his um, original time, I think, was 5.51? I can't remember the times. Oh, yeah, it's 5.51. So a bunch of people investigated and said, like, in the best possible, like, scenario... Um, they could hit maybe, they don't think they could hit 5.54, and he was saying he hit 5.51 seconds. So it's just not possible to do this. And he tried to explain how he did it with, like, dropping the clutch in a second from the beginning and all this stuff, but, like, no one could replicate this, including himself. Like, yeah. on tape. So, yeah, that's a huge blow for him, because that's kind of... Huge. It's his identity, where, like, people call him Mr. Video Games or something. Yeah. Or, He's got all these nicknames, and, like, yeah. It's all lies! It's all lies. Well, his other records weren't, but because of his actions, those records are now... Stripped. Yep. That sucks. But I, th- I think you have some more scandal. So
0: it I'm gonna does. try... Okay, so I'm gonna try to do this without, like, pouring too much into the other controversies controversies around this. I'm gonna try to keep it video game focused here. Um, but... Just to highlight some of the stuff, we all know of, like, the Me Too movement and all these other gentlemen, um, that have been...
2: Not so so gentlemen.
0: Not so gentlemanly, um, brought to the mass by, uh, or been accused, and many have actually, you know, I will say that a lot of them have, you know, admitted to stuff, which is good, um... But I would like to bring it back to video games and say that the Game Developers Choice Awards, or a.k.a. or GDC Awards, um, announced last week that the recipient for this year's Pioneer Award would be going to Atari and Chuck E. Cheese founder, Nolan Bushnell. Um, upon saying that Nolan Nolan would be receiving this award, GDC... Uh, has now confirmed it's going to be re-examining the nomination because of a outcry regarding Bushnell's past behaviors and treatment of women. Um, the hashtag, hashtag not Nolan, took off on Twitter, and with game designers and other industry people calling out UBM for giving the award to Nolan and blasting the organization for being tone-deaf about the hashtag MeToo movement, Brianna Wu, a game designer from Massachusetts, currently running for a seat in U.S. Congress, said on Twitter that Bushnell's nomination is widely inappropriate speaking to Glixel. Wu said Bushnell is deserving of the award, but not this year. Nolan Bushnell is clearly a deeply important person in the video game industry, she said. He deserves to be honored for a Lifetime Achievement Award without question. But in the year of the Me Too movement, th- is... But... The year that the Me Too movement is going on, we're having a reckoning about what women face in the workplace. It just seems really tone deaf by the GDC. So upon that, the GDC just today released a statement on the controversy surrounding Nolan saying that it will not give out the Pioneer Award this year. The recipient of the Pioneer Award should reflect values of today's games industry, reads a line from the statement. And with no pioneer award going out this year, the organization will instead honor the pioneering and unheard voices of the past. Since they've released that, now Nolan Bushnell has brought a uh, reply to them, saying that uh, where is that one? Oh, there it is. Uh, he says that he is applauding GDC's decision to rescind his pioneer reward, or not reward award. And he also apologized without reservation if his personal actions in the past offended or caused any cause. One of the better
2: statements I've seen to this, yeah. honestly. Like, some of like Kevin Spacey's were like so. Uh,
0: just shitty. Yeah. I mean. So his was. Pretty good. At least he he says... He owned up to it. Yep. Nolan Bush and exact words were, I applaud the GDC for ensuring that their institution reflects what is right, specifically regards to how people should be treated in the workplace. And if that means an award is the price I have to pay personally so the whole industry may be more aware and sensitive of these issues, I applaud that too. In my personal actions or... My personal actions or the actions of anyone who ever worked with me has been offended or caused by, caused pain to anyone at any of my companies, and then I apologize without reservation. So at least he owned up to it. Um, I mean, I hate to really applaud somebody who does that, but from the people who have admitted what they've done and... Well, that's, that's one
2: of the things the victims want is they want it to be heard. They don't want their stories to be denied. So nothing can take away their pain or the fact that they were wronged. Yeah. But when an accuser denies their voice, that adds insult to injury. Yeah. So at least he didn't do that. At
0: least he's not doing that. So, and, you know, he's not blaming them for a lost award, and he's owning up to it. So, I mean, go on him on that part, I guess.
2: Let's move on to uh, consensual relationships.
0: Okay, what's consensual about this? Um... Tinder.
2: Okay. That's how the peoples are hooking up these days.
0: That's what I've heard.
2: I missed I mean, out. I that's how
0: me and you hooked up for this podcast, so. That's
2: like, So I left to have podcast hosts. <laughs> so, uh, Tinder's gotten in some heat in California for um, charging users over 30 um, more than users that are under 30. Oh, Jesus. So, obviously, they want a pool of, you know, hot, sexy, young, available people. Yeah. And part of their things for doing that was charging... Most users nine ninety nine and then users over thirty get charged
0: nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> They're like, like you're, hey You're a lot old. gonna be harder to find for you're you. You're
2: old, you pay more.
0: So you're gonna be swiping right
2: I'll have a lot more. So this guy, Alan Candlemore, of course is a dude, argued that the company's age based pricing is a violation of California's UNRWA Civil Rights Act and the unfair competition law. Um and lower court Initially agreed with Tinder, the appeals court has reversed the decision, saying that no matter what the company's market research has found, some individuals will not fill the mold. Some older consumers will be more budget-constrained and less willing to pay than some of the younger group. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess Tinder will have to change the policy. That sucks. Yeah, it, it's a weird weird world we live in. <laughs> and uh, I mean,
0: some people just want to pay more for love.
2: Okay, I kind of think we should skip this one. It's confusing. The next one? The the one I just skipped. Okay. I think we should skip that one.
0: Okay. We can um, skip that you one. We
2: can talk about Nokia though, because who doesn't want to talk about Nokia?
0: I don't have that one loaded. jeez, oh,
2: I'll talk about Nokia.
0: Talk about Nokia, man. What's up with Nokia?
2: There's an LTE version of the Nokia thirty three ten.
0: It's pretty epic.
2: So this is like the indestructible phone. This is the phone you could sometimes drop from playing. It was
0: I mean, I, this is the one that like survived IE IU- IUD bombings? Yeah, it's it bombs? a very
2: sturdy model of phone. It looks like, um, I don't know, like a makeup case now? Like, yeah. Like if, if you're a, a normal try... young person, like I don't know what object you would compare.
0: the. It looks to. like a credit card almost.
2: I guess, but a lot longer.
0: Yeah, like a long, skinny... A, lot, a bunch of buttons on the bottom,
2: tiny screen at the top. Kind of a oval pill shape.
0: Yeah, like up and down, left and right arrows in the center... Above the bus.
2: so it's it's following the footsteps of the 3310
0: and the 3310 3G and 2G
2: and then 3G. Well, they're calling it the 3310 4G, and it's the same identical design. And uh, yeah, they're gonna bring it back. I, this will appeal to some people.
0: It will. So, like, I think it's kind of funny because Nokia. They ruled the world for a short period in the 90s. They, everybody yeah, had a freaking Everybody Nokia. used a Nokia Literally during the
2: 90s. And they were just... They were, they were amazing. I girls. wish I could get one for my teenage daughter, yeah. honestly.
0: Yeah, well, you can get this now.
2: Yeah, the camera's probably crap, so she'd hate it.
0: Yeah, the camera might actually be pretty good on it. You never know.
2: That's true. I um,
0: know. But after they lost... When Nokia went down, and when it went down hard, it was when the iPhone was first released. Mm-hmm. And they never jumped on that. But they did come up with like um they tried like to hit the gaming market with oh, the Engage was so the Engage and then they brought out the Engage marketplace which was only available on Nokia phones um which had like specifically made Nokia games. Um they discontinued that in the US and then they brought to Japan and it was only available in Japan up until like 2013 or 14. Um, and then they completely disbanded everything, and now they've been doing these. So.
2: Well, since we're talking about technology, I, I do have two more news stories. Okay. But, but to talk about them, I kind of need to jump forward and, so, and do so some you tech. Wanna, t-
0: you want to talk some tech? Let's,
2: let's do some tech talk real quick. All right, so I made an irresponsible purchase this week, Zach. I helped you make this. You were enabling me.
0: I enabled Tim.
2: You wanted to throw me in front of the bus so that you didn't have to jump. I want to throw you in front he of the wanted, flames. He wanted, yes, he did. So I don't know where to start with this. So Elon Musk,
0: he makes hats.
2: He makes hats and rocket ships and Teslas
0: and, and subterranean submissile. So things. he's got
2: this. He's got multiple, multiple um, companies. He's these. a very
0: boring man.
2: Well, the, the boring company, that boring company, is a company that wants to build hyperloops, which are like. These insane moving subways deep under the ground that carry people and freight um, cheaper than, like, trucks and cars would.
0: Like the train snakes. Kind of like
2: train snakes, yeah, totally, actually. Literally like train snakes. Um, And to get this off the ground, he's trying to fund it with all these bizarre things. He sold 50,000 hats. Um,
0: He promised if he sold 50,000 hats that he would sell a flamethrower. flamethrower. And he
2: freaking did. He put a... There, there was a webpage that, like... Ladies this, and
0: gentlemen, the Plug and Play podcast now has an officially endorsed Elon Musk flamethrower. Yeah, I ordered a freaking flamethrower. Um, a five- Tim sent me this link in the middle of the night one night. Zach! Led, Zach! Yeah, Zach! Hey, Zach, go here and figure this out! And literally the webpage sent me to a website that was just password protected. He's like, what's the password? I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> So I messaged Tim when I woke up, Tim, what the fuck is the password? I don't know, you figure it out, and if you do, I'll order a flamethrower. It's like, shit, what the hell?
2: So, that eventually changed, and there's no longer a password, and you could just pre-order with PayPal, or credit card, or whatever you
0: want. The people, apparently, they got, you know what, the password? It was at $600.
2: Now, now it's... Now $500. It's, now it's the low, low price yeah. of $500. Yeah. So I put that in my cart, and then I just stared at it for five or ten minutes. I'm like, I'm really going to pay $500 for something that looks like an airsoft gun that shoots out like a 6 inch looks plane. like a
0: nerf gun
2: it looks like a nerf gun or like a future it like it looks badass but it does kind of look like a toy kind of it does it doesn't look like a I'm
0: not really quite sure what the source of the flame is
2: it's a propane I've, if you go to but where's non, the
0: propane
2: it's the tank on top
0: that little tiny thing
2: yeah you don't need much to compress man
0: I guess that's true so where the hell are you going to get the refilled I don't know. One step at a time. <laughs> the Elon Musk, that boring company will you refilling your propane. No, things. I'll
2: bet there's there's propane filling stations all around here. If it's yeah. propane, it's easy.
0: Well, I hope it's the right type. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay.
2: I could get a bigger people, tank.
0: People will be like, yeah, we can we can make an attachment. They go to a backpack. They. <sighs> like
2: anytime I need to light anything on fire, birthday candles, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> like the cake is just gone.
0: We could do that for my kid's birthday next year.
2: Yeah, I'm sure your wife would be all over that. But if you got any weeds in the backyard, I'll take care of it. Oh, we do. If I need to start a fire in my backyard. Oh, my God. I have it perfect. My son's like, you could light fireworks with that. I'm like,
0: mmm. Yes!
2: It would not only light the fuse, it would probably take out half the firework and blow it up in my face.
0: Let me do it then.
2: Yeah, you don't need any of your fingers. I
0: don't need no more fingers. So anyway, I ordered a
2: freaking flamethrower.
0: So, so you want to read some of these news stories about you in <laughs> yeah, a flamethrower? Okay.
2: So, like, the world is already reacting to this thing. There is this guy in uh, California, a um, California politician. Um, Who's outlying it already? He, he wants to introduce legislation to block sales of Flamethrowers Public.
0: Oh my God. <laughs>
2: um, so let me get his name right. Hold on. Uh, Assemblymember Miguel Santiago, Democrat who represents Los Angeles, said Monday he intends to block uh, sales of the Flamethrowers Public by state legislation. So he'll in- maybe introduce this. I don't think it'll get any traction. Um, I've looked at the classification of what the ATF considers a dangerous flamethrower. and It's not at all be, by any standards. It shoots out a flame only about six inches long. Yeah. To be classified as a like a weapons grade, like you have to not only shoot out flame, you have to propel the the, the like gas a, like a gel right out like twenty feet. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's it's not it's more of a torch than a flamethrower. It really is. If, if you're, you're, you're going to be technical, classified it. So there's that. There's this, so you
0: bought a five hundred dollar torch.
2: Yeah, but I'm calling it a flamethrower. <laughs> I'm ready for zombies, people. I'm throwing six inches of flame. This story is really cool. Thanks to our friends at uh, Don't Feed the Gamers, they have covered this. Uh, oh, did they? Yes. Um, <laughs> so right after Elon Musk announced this thing on Twitter, uh, Randy Pitchford, who is the developer of, uh, he's like he uh, develops Borderlands among other oh, things. Oh
0: yeah, they say yeah, it sounds really familiar.
2: He tweets to Elon. Elon, I'm going to add this to our next Borderlands game. Super serious. Let me know if you want me to write the flavor text. You may have already done so. We'll just lift it from one of your tweets. He's going to put this flamethrower
5: in in Borderlands 3.
2: So I will own a physical gun that is in Borderlands 3.
0: That's awesome. So
2: that's pretty good news. Sweet. Um, Those were the last two news stories that I obviously had to save until after the tech talk. Uh, we've got kind of long. I think it's time to uh, take a little break, maybe refill our glasses and yeah. come back.
0: Come back, talk we'll about come, our next tasty treat. We'll and, come back uh, and uh, we'll kick
2: it and we'll talk about what games we've been playing and then uh, what game releases you can expect this week.
0: Sounds good. We'll be right back, guys. And we are back, tasty treats in hand, and for the second half of this show, 176, we are drinking the Nut Crusher Peanut Butter Porter from Wild Ride Brewing out of Redmond, Oregon. Crushing your nuts. Crushing your nuts with my peanut butter.
2: I don't know. Let's uh, let's try this out.
0: What do you know about the brewery? Hmm? I don't know much about the brewery, but I do know more about this beer. Cause wow. we, we It's good. Mm-hmm. We have not been to Wild Ride Brewing, um, but I will tell you right now, this beer we are having is a, 6 point, or a 6% six ABV, 18 IBUs. Um, That's not very bitter. No, not very bitter it's at all. It's very,
2: very rich and peanut buttery.
0: Yep. Um, I'm trying to find out more about the brewery. I don't have anything about the brewery. I really didn't think about that part of it.
2: So Redmond, that's... um.
0: That's up towards... Uh, Redmond, Oregon.
2: Right. I was that, thinking Redmond, Washington. No, it's, it's Oregon. Is that Eastern Oregon? I know it's kind of rural.
3: Yeah,
0: here. I'll pull it up on Google Maps really quick. A wild Ride Brewing. Wild Ride Brewing. Well, it is a three-hour drive from where we're sitting right now. Okay. Right down next to Brick House in Green Plow Coffee Roasters. Um, trying to... Oh, that's zooming me in. Yeah, you want to zoom out. What part of the state is it in? It is down next to the coast. <laughs> Pretty fucking close to San Francisco. So it's almost to the border, California. Oh, yeah, it's like... It's, uh... It's horizontal with Eugene. Okay. So, um, down in that area. So, yeah, uh, over the coast, uh, on the opposite side of the Willamette National Forest, right next to Prineville. Cool. So, yeah, pretty cool. Um, We have not been there, obviously. Um, From the photos, it looks pretty sweet. Got more of like a rustic, um, up-center vibe to it. Uh, Got a nice little outside sitting area nice little wood table tops on the inside, a couple seats and stuff like that. So.
2: Cool. Uh, they made a tasty brew.
0: Yes, they did. This is good. So, are uh, you ready for the new generation of Kick It?
2: Yep, let's Kick It. All right, Tim. All right, I'm going to start out with one that sounds pretty awesome. Okay. Planet, Planet Apocalypse.
0: So, so, how are we going to do this? Are we going to do me, then you, then me, then you, or you, then me, then like you, you, me, me, or me, you, me, you, or how are we doing this? Mew, Mew, Mew. Mew, 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 Okay. Okay. Um, I like Mew, Mew. I mean, he was like, a, Mewtwo was better, but... Well, then
2: let's go with that.
0: All right.
2: All right, so Planet Apocalypse is an exciting co-op board game in which post-apocalypse heroes confront the hordes of hell.
0: Okay. So
2: I think this would be a good time to play this video. It's relatively short, um, but if we're doing multiple kick we should probably go through them a little faster than we usually do. So here's, uh, here's a little summation of the game.
1: I'm Sandy Peterson, and this is my new game.
3: Planet Apocalypse is a cooperative strategy game about the end of the world. You take the part of two to five brave yet quirky heroes fighting to defeat the hordes of hell. Each hero has his own unique abilities and weaknesses. Meanwhile, the demons display a vast array of deadly powers. The game comes with dozens of amazing miniatures designed by Keith Thompson all built to an imposing 28mm scale. You have to work as a team to cut your way through the demonic minions and get to the demon lord itself. You'll earn gifts, gun down demons, gather courage, spend luck, and recruit brave soldiers to help you out. Failure means the world is doomed. It's hard to defeat the demon horde, but it can be done. The game has several different maps, each of which can be replayed again and again the heroes are rich in personality and theme. What we have done here is combine grisly horror with a post-apocalyptic world in a way that only Sandy Peterson could have done.
4: If you like co-op, horror,
1: or my past games, I know you'll like this game. So
2: I just heard uh, there's like all sorts of miniatures there's multiple maps um, you control these awesome customized heroes and you fight the, the hordes of hell literally um, it looks really fucking cool it does look really awesome The, the you can't obviously see it but if you check out Planet Apocalypse on Kickstarter you'll see that the um, the miniatures look really badass as we're recording there's 25 days to go so you can totally jump on board if you want to they were looking for $100,000 they've already got $151,434 as of the time of this recording um, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, $99 gets you into the first circle, which is uh, the copy of the core game, plus all stretch goals. You may select and pay for add-ons. I'm going to skip a lot of the add-ons. There's a ton of them. Um, there is one person at the top tier for $1,500. Um, you spend a weekend playing not-yet-published games with Sandy Peterson, designer. You learn the secrets of Sandy's design process. Um, is Exclusive event will take, take place Labor Day weekend, which automatically rules us out. Yep. That's PAX weekend. And that's PAX weekend. Reuben Board is provided. You are responsible hey, the for The
0: PAX doesn't provide that.
2: No. The fuck? Well, dude, it's $1,500. You're responsible for getting there, though. Um, okay. And you get free shipping for this pledge level. It includes they, a Pan- Planet Apocalypse Core game, the Void Pack, Lord Jabuto, or Jabutu, the Dice Pack, All Stretch, Close Unlocked, and, and other products. Jabu right. Jabu. So, 1500 bucks for that. So, that's a pretty cool project. What's your first one?
0: Alright, so the first one I got, guys, is Defense Task Force PC Tower Defense Game. So, as it says in the name, it's for PC only. Currently, they are talking about possibly bringing it out to consoles. It's an epic tower defense game with infinite waves, infinite waves, deep strategy and skills, slash upgrade tree, dynamic pass economy, and FPS quality visuals. So I'm going to go ahead and let them talk about it a little bit because they have been developing it for the past two years. We're going to come right back and I'll give you more information.
6: Hi, Hi Kickstarter. Kickstarter. I am Tikiri.
5: And I'm Zureka, And we've been best friends for the last 17 years. We've been working on a PC tower defense game and we call it Defense Task Force.
6: Defense Task Force is a sci-fi strategy tower defense game. Where you allocate resources for building towers and defense mechanisms which destroy waves of incoming alien enemies. We designed the game for infinite waves. It's a mix of strategy and puzzle play. And because a game is designed and balanced perfectly, there are a million different ways you can beat a level so your solution is specific to you. What really makes this game stand out is that there is no single best strategy. Each tower has a completely different attack profile and therefore towers can be used in an almost unlimited number of combinations with each other. A new background environment is generated each time you play the game, even if it is the same game level. The infinite mode wave algorithm, skills and research tree, along with graphical features make defense task force extremely replayable. Various upgrades to towers have to be researched before they can be used in game. For the unit types, we added a whole multitude of differences such as speed, hit points, shields, weaknesses, strengths and special abilities. Last but not least, we want to create very high quality visuals and graphics in the game along with an engaging campaign. Early this year, I decided that I want to build a PC game and focus on my dream of making an indie title. To focus on a project with a specific target audience. Gamers who love playing strategy and PC tower defense games. Gamers like me. I approached my best friend Zareka to help me come up with a project plan and how best we could achieve this.
5: We live in New Zealand. One of our dreams right from the year 2000 was to build a game. But we always postponed this dream to make a living, to support our families financially. When Tikiri shared his vision, it brought that fire to win again back into our souls. Each day after work, we spent countless hours trying to develop a game on a budget with our salaries. It's not been an easy road. To speed the process, we posted the job ad, and finally, we found an awesome developer with the same passion to build an indie game. His name is Nicholas.
6: It's taken us more than a year to get the game to a beta stage. At this stage, we feel confident that with a little financial help, we can comfortably launch the game on Steam by July 2018 at the latest.
5: We did a few rounds of testing by hiring various professional game testers to give us feedback on the storyline, the levels, the game aesthetics, the playability, the performance of the game. We are now at a stage where we need to iron out a few areas to bring the game to life. And I hope, I really hope, you will help us to make this dream a reality.
6: We need your help to raise $20,000 this budget is primarily to hire a game level designer to make our game levels look better. We also need to hire a data scientist to help us with certain aspects of the game balance. We need funds for software licenses and finally for marketing the game.
5: If you like what you have seen so far then I hope that you will join us on this journey. Every cent counts and we believe that we can Make this an amazing, awesome game with your support. Bye-bye. Thank you.
6: Thank you. And see you in Delta Athena defending the mining platforms against the alien waves of Kraken. Thank you, Kickstarter.
0: So as you guys just heard them talking about it, um, their love for the strategy and tower defense, as long as well as quality uh, graphics like we see in normal games like open worlds and FPS games. Um, they're looking for $14,679, so it's very... Uh, that's U.S. dollars. Um, they're in New Zealand. Um, so... That's uh, a very specific number in U.S. dollars. They currently have one thousand two hundred thirty U.S. dollars with eighty-seven backers and thirty-three days ago. So their backing levels are um, two U.S. dollars. You get the cadet. It is a thank you. Four dollars gets you the fourth officer early bird special digital limited edition early bird copy of the game. So for four dollars, you can get an early. Digital copy of the game, which we plan to release at twenty or twenty nine ninety nine U. S. dollars. So for four dollars, you guys can get the game. Where they're gonna be spending hundred dollars um, in the future, or not hundred, thirty dollars in the future. Um, Seven, eight dollars get you the recruit, which is the uh, thank you for supporting them. Um, digital copy of the game which we plan limited what what's digital copy of the game I don't understand that moving on moving on to the, well, hold on hold on I gotta get to the very big granddaddy of them all okay 3 out of 3 um 8,808 US dollars very fucking specific price points on this thing the commander 8,008 8,808 $8, dollars $8, um, if it was
2: 8,008
0: that would be boob yeah, that would be boob Um, As one of our special backers and for believing in us, we would love for you to have your name displayed on the Game Watch title screen. If you're back at this pledge level, we would love to meet you and spend some quality time with you for three days only. Not four days, three days. Not two days, three days. As a gesture enabling us on our journey, we would love to take you for a skywalk or a sky jump at the famous New Zealand Sky Tower. Take you for breakfast lunch at the revolving restaurant and dinner at a lovely quiet yet exotic place on day two. We will take you to a Hobbiton movie set in the New Zealand uh, area. Do not miss experience breakfast, lunch, dinner. Would be at local food places day three. We would love to experience islands of New Zealand so we will take you there by ferry to Waikiki Islands to explore the island for a day. If you would like a place to stay we can put you up at our friend's spare room. No, you need to organize a visitor's visa to New Zealand, your flight tickets, of course. In addition, be thanked on our social media page to just copy the game. Awesome 3D screen saver. And a whole bunch of other shit named featured in the credits. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. All the cool shit. So, that is uh, my awesome Kickstarter of the week, guys. Defense Task Force PC Tower Defense Game by Chill ChillXLTD. Tim?
2: Um, would you like to wear your phone on the outside of your pants?
0: I mean, I've seen people do it before, and I'm like...
2: Do you think that's cool?
0: I mean, no, not really. You just scratch the fuck out of your screen.
2: It's not scratched at all. This is, I need to replace the cover.
0: Um, No, I mean if you wear it on the inside of your pants. Oh, yeah,
2: that's true. Um, So, this video that you can't see, which you'll hear in a second, actually features a fanny pack. So, they're apparently fans of wearing, wearing things outside of their clothes.
0: What the fuck is that, a fanny pack?! Oh, yeah. It reminds me of like, the beer graph, the Simpsons.
2: Oh, yeah. So I'm talking about Place On. The cell phone belt clip reinvented the relaunch. So this was so awesome, they had to relaunch it. They also spelled al- aluminum in a confusing manner. Aluminium.
0: Aluminium. Which wow. Just throws me off. So um, F7 apparently doesn't no work on
2: there. Uh, Aluminium. They're from Odessa, Ukraine, and apparently it's cool there to wear fanny packs in clip your phone to your so it's kind of cool that you can clip the phone to like the wall with a it spiral. reminds me
0: of the ring that we have
2: it does but
0: in a less cool way
2: so I'm going to play this minute video for you and that'll explain the features of it
0: okay
4: look at these guys they always have their phones near and super fast access guess what helps them the phone belt clip. No, not those old ones your parents wore. Introducing PlaceOn. Reinvented phone belt clip that provides fast and comfortable access to your phone anywhere. You can only detach the phone by turning it at an angle of 90 degrees. Due to this, PlaceOn will hold your phone in every situation. With PlaceOn, you will forget about bulging pockets, missed calls, broken screens, and phone loss. PlaceOn will solve those problems. Now it's time for the reinvention of smart and comfortable solutions, fast access outdoors, and your own place for your phone indoors. PlaceOn is the best way to keep your phone near. Please support us on KS and get a PlaceOn for your phone.
2: All right, so as you just heard, it's a versatile clip. You clip it in, you clip it out, you shake your booty all around. I don't know. Um, if you want this thing too bad, I'm featuring it now because you can't get it because it's, over. <laughs> it's got fifty eight hours to go as a recording game by the time we put it up, it's over they uh currently have uh twenty two thousand out of three thousand dollars you're asking for you be, you could have got the clip for um about 22 dollars u s or or <laughs> for um two hundred and t- hold on yeah. No, sorry. $320 U.S. You could have got ten of them. Which... I, Nobody I, needs ten of these fucking. Maybe you're one of those crappy kiosks in the mall that are selling, like, cell phone accessories. And fanny packs.
0: And fanny packs.
2: So that's the place on. That's if you were the
0: fanny pack cell phone accessory store, this is for you. The place on. Yeah, that's my pick for lame kicker of the week. What do you got? So I got really lame... Kick it out of this is just bizarre. My, okay. Yours is like It's a not Frank, like... So, like, is, what, I would like to have one just to fuck with it. But, like, I would never a, use this.
2: I, I don't even understand how it would work in a real easy situation. It's a Frankensteinian monster. It is. Okay. Why don't you explain what it All right,
0: yeah. is? All right, yeah. So, what we're talking about is a Lexip, the revolutionary gaming mouse with two internal joysticks. So, think of your mouse. It normally sits flat on your keyboard. Now, what if you raised your... the body of your mouse off the mouse pad like mm, quarter of an inch to an eighth of an inch and it rotated that's one joystick you can literally tilt the mouse forward backward left right all directions that's a joystick along as sliding it up and down and left and right for the cursor to move on the left side where your thumb rests another joystick so you can yeah I'm gonna go ahead and let them talk about it. It's really fucking weird.
1: Finally, a gaming mouse that puts full control in the palm of your hand. Lexip is a mouse specifically designed for gamers of all levels. So whether you play in professional gaming tournaments or you're just a weekend gamer, Lexip is designed to be a versatile mouse for gamers everywhere. Oh, awesome. The mouse is super smooth and this is something a lot of companies can't get. It
0: literally doesn't even feel like it's sliding on anything.
1: The Lexip mouse easily allows you to perform complex tasks in multiple dimensions with increased precision. Usually you'd have to
0: stop in order to switch through your items in your inventory. But when you're using the joystick, you can just simply just scroll through your items. So it does genuinely give you an advantage when you're playing a
1: game like Minecraft. Lexip provides six degrees of freedom via two joysticks and one laser glide sensor. It works by tilting forward, backward, and side to side. The mouse moves with your hand and it goes with it. That's a very big plus.
4: This mouse would actually give a competitive advantage in gameplay.
1: The laser sensor lets the user control the mechanical gliding at very high speeds, while maintaining the best accuracy. The tilting allows you to have more three-dimensional movement, all within the mouse itself. So you can combine multiple movements into your mouse seamlessly. It has a joystick on the side, so if I'm playing and I wanna zoom in to shoot someone, it automatically goes into the zoom mode. I don't have to like double click on the mouse. What? That's awesome. I'm I'm kind of shocked. Are, are they gonna give you one? I doubt that. <laughs> Lexip's shape is designed in a way that buttons are very accessible while still providing a solid feeling. The sides are covered in the finest rubber, enabling a strong grip when needed. It's comfortable, it's smooth. I wasn't ready for it. The Lexip Gaming Mouse also provides a separate model specifically designed for left-handed gamers. What truly sets the Lexip Mouse apart from its competitors is its conveniently positioned joystick on the side of the mouse, along with its internal mechanical two-axis joystick, which allows users to operate the mouse to tilt or to use as a joystick, offering two options in one. This mini joystick features mechanical feedback forces that only regular-sized joysticks used to offer, making this the first of its kind. The joystick allows me to go through the entire map, which is actually really cool. I think mean, it's great. It's gonna make a massive difference in big games. Oh wow, yeah, you
0: can use the, uh, the joystick really works well over here.
1: Lexip's control panel allows you to customize and configure the settings specific to what you're comfortable with, providing you with various shortcuts. And once you configure the settings, you won't need to configure them again. Our goal is to bring the Lexip mouse to gamers everywhere, but we need your help. Please support our campaign so that you too can take advantage of the innovative features our gaming mouse will offer you. Elevate your gameplay
0: with Lexit. So as you guys just heard, you guys can combine maneuvers, easily access loadouts, control your character slash vehicle like never before. How much
2: like customization would you have to do before you started in a game with this thing?
0: Way too fucking much for me. Like, this is not just, like, the sit-down, let's fucking game, pro game. Like, nobody in the pro scene is ever going to take the time time to set this up unless it's required. Mm-hmm. Because there is just so much to this. And how many games are By actually going to be able By the way, Lexip, Lexip, Lexip is pixel backwards. I literally just figured that out. Good job. Yeah, you're welcome. That's, um, that's really dumb. So for two U.S. dollars, you can join their gaming community. No, I will not do that. Okay. Well, uh, for uh, one hundred twenty-four dollars, you can get the early bird price. I will fee. also not do that. Okay. For one hundred eleven, it was the ultimate early bird. Four hundred people already got it at that <laughs> price. All right. um, there's three hundred seventy-five at the next early bird. Um, The Land Center Tournament Package you'll get fi- a 50 pack for you and the entire Land Center or Land Tournament. Enjoy this special deal for almost half the future retail price for Serious Inquiries only. It's got three backers. It has three backers and that is 4971 US dollars. Wow. So I guess I should jump back up to the top. Let you know they have 42 days to go. They are looking for $31,074 They currently have one hundred and Sacre bleu. bleu! It's from Paris, France. Oh, Sacre bleu!
2: Never mind, I took everything back.
0: Oh. They need one hundred and thirty-three thousand... Wait, hold on. They have one hundred. Wait, how many baguettes can
2: I buy with that much money? You can buy a big bag of
0: dicks for that much.
2: How, how much brie cheese can I buy with that?
0: I don't know, but I bet you they let me take a shit on the Eiffel Tower for how you much, how much money. How much
2: red wine can I get with that? How many?
0: Probably one.
2: What percentage of the Eiffel Tower can I buy with that?
0: you could buy right where your poop lands.
2: Sweet. I'm in. So,
0: 585 backers, they already are way... They're almost at quadruple their goal. There's going to be a bunch um, of
2: people gaming with this weird-ass mouse.
0: I just don't know how many games are actually going to be able to support this type I of think.
2: input. It's, it sounds like it's you'd be spending, fucking
0: crazy. You'd
2: be spending more time at the beginning customizing everything but then actually playing the game.
0: I just, I just don't like the idea. So, anyways... You let's, ready to talk some video games?
2: Yeah, let's talk about what we've been playing this week. Um,
0: it feels like we're starting a podcast.
2: I, we're doing it out of order, so it's, it's kind of weird. So I could not have played two more different games this week, I, I don't think.
0: I mean, okay. I'll so, try to throw a curveball in here.
2: Sure. I, I I think I mentioned this last week. I might have. I found Final Fantasy 15 for 5 bucks. Um Redbox is getting rid of all of their copies. And so That's I have crazy. Literally just the disc.
0: I always forget Redbox
2: sells shit. They do. When they're done with or done renting them, they just sell them, like, really cheap. So I got Final Fantasy fifteen. It's, I don't know, not quite a year old, but it's, it's a little bit old. Yeah. So this game is the most bizarre Final Fantasy game I've, I've seen, and that's saying a lot. It's kind of the Japanese vision of what a road trip movie is like, like Highway 66 with the diners, like, kind of set in like a... I mean, it's it's a fantasy land, but it looks sort of like the Arizona desert, maybe, or New Mexico. And there's these four dudes, but they're all like Square Enix dudes. They got spiky hair, and they all have... There's the jock, there's the enthusiastic guy, there's the the kind of nerd with the glasses who talks like in really complicated words.
0: Yeah. And then there's
2: the main character who's kind of sullen and withdrawn. I mean, pretty typical Final Fantasy Square Enix stuff. But they're on a road trip together in the desert, and they're all wearing, like, black leather, which is hilarious.
0: It's fuck. They, they're, like, a weird, like, metal goth group. Well,
2: it's just the... It's the Square Enix Final Fantasy aesthetic, like the like extra zippers where you don't need them. Like...
0: they like got my dick's got two zippers. Yeah, You but, have to unzip the first zipper, then unzip but the second zipper. So
2: far, it's, like, really lighthearted. They're just, like, on this road trip, and... It's bizarre. Like, when they set up camp for the night, their 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 tent says Coleman on it. Like, like it's a it's a real model tent.
0: How? I wonder how much I had to pay to get that. I
2: process. don't know, but, like, this is a fantasy world, right? And it's got all of some Americana. Like, the diners are like diners. Weird. It's really weird. And, like, there's this... Me- Welcome
0: to Route 99.
2: Yeah, and there's this bouncy mechanic chick that has, like, way too much cleavage, and she's pretty fun. Um... So I haven't played the main game much because I discovered this. Is it open world? Um, I think if yes, eventually in the very beginning, it's kind of it's kind of guiding you because it's sort of a tutorial. So you driving the bus? You can drive the car. Or you, you can let the nerdy guy drive the car for you. First thing you have to do is fix your car because in the very beginning you're pushing your car because it's broken. Oh my That's god! That's where the mechanic chick comes in. Anyway. I've barely played the main game itself because I was no. playing this special event that popped up and ended today, actually. It's the Assassin's Festival, which is this bizarre um, crossover event from Ubisoft where the characters go to this one city that has a festival honoring the ancient assassin who liberated the people from the... Um, um, the uh, whatever. The, Prince? No, I did, it's, the it's non-specific. But it's the not, demigod? No, just the rulers that were corrupt. Okay. But it's not super specific. The Trump. Gotcha. Sure. So, it's a, like, everyone's dressed up like Assassin's Creed, like it's, cosplay. it's fucking weird. So the first thing they do is the whole party, like, puts on the Assassin's Creed gear. And, like, you're going around playing these carnival games. There's just one where you're, like, shooting out targets. There's, um, a whack-a-mole game where you're, like, hitting a chocobo with a giant hammer. But then, um, the bad guys come to town looking for you. So you're, like, actually sticking around, like, an Assassin's Creed style in, in Assassin's Creed fucking outfits? It's weird.
0: It's so fucking
2: bizarre. You're playing... Do you
0: need to keep these outfits now?
2: Um, I unlocked an outfit by completing this little event. Um, I also got some other, like, Assassin's Creed memorabilia or whatever for my character.
0: That's cool.
2: Yeah, but it's bizarre. So, like, literally the only part I've played of Final Fantasy Fifteen is Assassin's Creed.
0: So you've played Assassin's Creed inside of Final Fantasy. Gotcha. Yes.
2: Um, so I got my $5 out of it already. I don't know if I'll keep playing it. I, I want to see Wait, the-
0: that was free? That
2: event? Mm-hmm. That wasn't DLC? I mean, it was sort of like DLC. You had to download a thing for it, but yes, it was free. Wow. Uh, but it just ended today. Um, so the other game I've been playing is... So the Observer. Um, this is a game from the same developers who did The Layers of Fear, which I did a review for a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot different. Um, I guess there's some horror elements to it, which is, like, the only similar thing. But it's set in the future where everybody has, like, augments. Like, you know, pieces of their body replaced with other pieces. Um, the main character has, like, all these filters so he can see, like, electromagnetic details. Like, bio- huh. biometric, like, you know, biology things. Yeah. He's got night vision. Um, he has this thing in his wrist that will inject drugs to help him keep synchronized with all of his... He's he's old, too. Um, he's played by Rutger Hauer, which you may know from probably the most recent movie he's been in that's of note would be, um, Hobo with a Shotgun.
0: Never heard of
2: it. You've probably heard of Blade Runner, because I've talked about it. Heard of it. Never seen it. He was a replicant. Um, and this game actually is heavily influenced by Blade Runner. Huh. So he was not...
0: Wasn't Blade Runner a
2: video game first? No, it was a book first. Okay. It was, uh... You actually sent me a picture related to it. um... Philip K. Dick wrote a book called...
0: Obviously do, did not know that.
2: Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Oh,
0: but do androids dream of dick is a real question. See,
2: that was a, like they squished it together. Um, so anyway, um, Rutger Hauer is this investigator called Observer. He goes into crime scenes, he looks with his different augments, and then he goes in, I haven't got to this part yet, but he goes into people's memories and like figures out... Huh, like,
0: like how they died or...
2: Right, um... It's messed up, like, the world of this, the future world that this game shows is dirty and gross, and there's just machinery, like, electronics, like, snaking through everywhere. Like, every surface is, like, glowing, and the projected images on it, and nothing looks natural. Everything is, it just feels like you're inside of the intestines
0: of a machine. Maybe you are. Yeah, it has
2: a very cool aesthetic to it. Like, not a place you'd really want to... you found a
0: baby in a jar yet?
2: not yet but it would not it would be totally in character okay so the only scene I've seen so far is the murder scene that you walk in on um, the small apartment you're investigating one of the cool things is, is you, you finally unlock his security system and his PC drops from the ceiling with this like pneumatic lift thing and you toggle the switch and his uh, monitor pops up it's fully holographic that's cool yeah the, the tech in the like some of it's familiar like there's a server that looks Pretty much like a modern day server, yeah. And there's like hard drives on the floor and stuff. That's cool. But then there's like the stuff that's not quite there yet, like the holographic but we're display. Like there. We're almost there, but it, it's a cool vision of the future that's disturbingly possible. So I'm enjoying that a lot. But like, it's really dark and oppressive. Whereas Final Fantasy 15 is like really light and bubbly so far. Like these four bros are on a road trip. Yay! You know, it's like. And the colors are really bright. I got HDR working on my TV. Nice. And, like, the desert sky. How
0: easy was that, Tim? It was a pain in the ass. I don't want to talk about it.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's what I've been playing. What about
0: you? Um, well, again, I'm back to Jackbox Party Pack, man. I'm surprised. Two, two weeks in a row. So two weeks in a row. So what's the scenario where you're playing this again? Uh, my wife's friend came back over again. She uh, okay. Was. They were like, hey, you guys want to play some Jackbox? So, and then they must have liked it. Yeah. Um, and then we also played um, Scattergories. Cool. Cool. Never played that before, so that was fun. Um, I did play, I made sure I went out of my way to play um, um, Idiots this week. Okay. So I can actually explain it, because last week I totally butchered it, because I had not played it yet. Okay. So Idiots is a game where, at the start of it, on your phone, if you don't know, Jackbox Party Pack runs off of a server, you log in through a web URL on your phone, enter code, and that's how you play the game, is through your phone... Um, and then it submits your answers to the server, which then displays on your TV. So you can play this with people across the world, um, anything. A lot of people do live streams of this type of shit, and people can log in and play along. Um, with Bidiots, uh, each person, um, each bidder, uh, which is an idiot, gets a theme across the top of their phone. they have to draw their best, or worst, um, thing for it you submit your artwork and then the bidding starts and random pieces of artwork will drop down and as you're getting dropped down across the top they'll tell you like um, a photo with a chair about a frog is worth $3,200 you start out with a bank of $3,000 and as you bid um, obviously your bank goes down and at the end of the game, it totals up how much each piece of, how much each each piece of artwork that you bought was worth, versus how much you paid for it. So if you overspent, you go negative. If you got it for a really good deal, you, you know, you got a profit. And the person with the highest profit wins. Okay. Now throughout this whole thing, you know, they're dropping hints like, uh, the one-eyed dragon, um. I'll show you one Yeah, is worth $700. Um, the man with no nose is worth $3,700. Okay. And uh, you also, at the very end of it, can get a screw button, which means you can screw one of your opponents to bid no matter what it is. Um, and whoever drew the artwork gets half of the profit from the... Uh, the buyer instantly to add to their pot to bid going forward. So um, if you run out of money, there's this thing called the sh- I can't remember if it's called like the shark loaners or something like that that pops up and basically you can borrow like a thousand and you have to pay them fifteen hundred back at the end of the game. Um, so it's that's it's a fun game. Um, we played some more Word Spud. We played some Drawful. Uh, Fibbage, uh, Earwax is, again, is probably my favorite one, one where you just pick a theme, and then people have to match up sound effects for, to make, like, the best, like, answer to your question. Okay. Um, pretty fun. And I also played some more Zelda. I just ran around. Um, I'm running around in the Goron City. I should probably take down the last beast and then go get the memories, but i just fucking around, so. You should take out the beast, at least. Yep,
2: so. Well, that's what we play this week, but what's coming out this week?
0: Uh, coming out this week, guys, is Forbidden Clicker Party. Don't push that button! Don't push that button! It's coming out to the PC, Broken Seal PC, Dog Theater PC. Hey, Tetra, you can play that. Yeah, you can play that, Tetra. Dissidia Final Fantasy NT, Not Cool 2, PS4. Dissidia Final Fantasy NT Steelbook Brawler Edition, PS4. of Final Fantasy... NT Digital Deluxe Edition PS4, Cold Iron PS4, Feral Fury PS4, Out of Ammo, oh fuck, O-O-A. O-O, yeah, O-O-A. Or O-A, or Out of Ammo, PS4. The Pierhead Arcade, PS4, Railway Empire, PS4, Striker's Edge, PS4, PS4. (laughs) That's weird. Um, also, strikers, Edge, you guys. We're going to be streaming some of that over at the Button Smasher's uh, Twitch channel this weekend. Um, I will be streaming it. And probably over at Facebook.com forward slash the Button Smasher's as well. Time Recoil, PSNV. I think it's just PSN. Okay, that's weird. Wolver Blade, PS4, PC, PS4. Played that on Switch. Why is there two PS4s? I Weakwood, Throne... PC, Candleman, The Complete Journey, PC, that's like from when he was just like a little tiny thread getting dipped in the wax and the mm-hmm. wax and the wax, so there's a candle, and then so we lit him, and he melted all the way back down. That's the whole game. That's the whole game. You just spoiled the whole game. Spoilers. I would say you ruined it. I, I melted time? that. Avernum 3, Ruined World, PC. You're in that one too. Why? It's ruined. Well, the whole fucking world is ruined. Her Majesty's spitting. What Nintendo. is Spiffing? No, f- Google it. Okay. Nintendo Switch. Night in the Woods, Nintendo Switch. That would be a cool claim, game to play on the Switch. Torque L, which is like Torque, but torque. Twerkle. Yep, Twerkle. Um, Nintendo Switch. Steam World Dig, Nintendo Switch. Island Flight Simulator, Nintendo Switch. ACA Neo Geo Samurai Showdown 2, Nintendo Switch. Eterno Blade, Nintendo Switch. 3D Mini Golf, Nintendo Switch. ACA Neo Geo Super Baseball 2020, Nintendo Switch. Frederick 2, Evil Strikes Back, Nintendo Switch. EA Sports, UFC 3, PS4, Xbox One. Nightmares from the Deep 3, Davy Jones... PS4, PS4, The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds, Nintendo Selects. What the fuck's that? It's like when they reprint a game. Okay. They're reprinting a bunch of them. Gotcha. 3DS, Super Mario, 3D Land, Nintendo Selects, 3DS. Ultimate, NES, Remix, Nintendo Selects, 3DS. What's spiffing, Tim? I've
3: um,
2: got a trailer right now. Um, I'm loading it. So it says Near Future. Shows a bunch of old PCs. There's like a guard, there's like
0: a corgi, the Queen's walking down a the hallway, there's more guards. They're there, all out of tension.
2: There's corgis running around the Queen. It's kind of like a, I don't know what's going on here. What the fuck does this have to, they just pulled the book. a book. a secret compartment, she's opening up a vault. We're inside of the vault. And now it's just like a command center. What the She's pushing fuck? a red button. Yeah. <laughs> Big Ben just took off like a rocket ship. <laughs> Now it's <laughs> in space. Plus? Yes, you, young
4: boy, girl, or unspecified, set a course for adventure. An adventure to establish a new galactic British empire. Venture into the cosmos. Solve puzzles. The fuck is Engage this? In I don't know. Endure crippling claustrophobia. Gradually succumb to the sustained exposure of cosmic radiation and more. All for queen and country. So purchase her majesty's stiffing and help make Britain great once more. Go on. Do it for left, too.
0: Thank you. So that's that. Fucking weird. Anyways, guys, don't forget to check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast. YouTube.com forward slash plug and play gamer. Um, Acast, plug and play. We're on Acast. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn. Uh, Podbean. You guys can subscribe to the RSS feed on the button com, Plug and play Um, Until next week, guys, don't forget to Prime and shine. Fuck Nazis.